Welcome back, friends, to Visions Veiled and Violent. Last episode, our merry band of Hanitas found themselves scattered across the Carnival. Luthander's very unexpected first date with Taylene was crashed by his favorite admirer. After the young Smedley handed over the knife he had found to Luthander, which might turn out to be our favorite rogue's new lucky talesman, the boy then informed Luthander that he had pulled it from a dead body down by the creek. Meanwhile, the vision touched Druid more, helped come to the rescue of small Nevitz, while the halfling was accosted by a platinum-haired con artist, Gillian Vanix, who nearly robbed the Zadis out of the coin they found in the old well. That caused Adewale to abandon his efforts to quell issues at the gambling tent, and inadvertently skewer poor Teveran in his efforts to protect Nevitz. With everything else going on, my character, the voiceless jester Jericho, was busy trying to calm down Freysha Firehair as she confessed to hearing a murder plot to kill two priests by three robed figures. Coincidentally, Luthander had a vision of three figures and a dead body when he touched the new knife, and that cheeky blonde who tried to rob Nevitz was the woman Adewale was warned about. After finally reuniting, we were just about to try to piece all this information together when a trio of obnoxious self-appointed paladins tried to start a ruckus among the carnival goers and then seemed to take offense at a halo surprisingly manifested above sweet Jericho's head. We'll see what happens next. As these paladins all have drawn blades at the sight of Jericho's bizarre sudden burst of divine halo light uh, that is then dissipated before the crowd. So as the the, the older woman in armor uh, points a mailed finger at Jericho and shouts out, Blasphemer! It is obvious that these particular religious fanatics have gone from wanting to kick down some stalls to wanting to kick in Jericho's face. Jericho, standing very, very shocked at anything that goes on, like, looks above their head and notices the halo's gone, looks at the rest of them and shrugs. Like, she's just like, uh, like, looks around and then just darts. She just runs. She gets nervous. She, um, let's see here. What's the lay of the land look like? Is there, where, where could Jericho run to? So you're right in the center of where the ground has been beaten down for the most part by foot track over the past, foot traffic over the past several days. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. it's mostly dirt with a few tufts of grass. Uh, and there's a light dusting of snow from the incoming winter. But there's a, basically a circle of tents and wagons all around you from the, going clockwise from the gambling tents uh, where you'd accidentally skewered a guy uh, last mm-hmm. week, uh, up to your north, going down to the Tent of Jess, where Anton is awaiting the delivery of the candles to heal uh, the mystery man from the well, uh, down to the tall tent, where the main events are, are, are take place to the south, then over to the Tent of Illusions uh, to your west, and then to the meat and food wagons that are up to the west. So big circle of tents all around you, but right now you're caught more or less in the open. So my question is, if I if I ran, like if I, could I find something, maybe hide myself somehow? I'm, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to make sure they don't, I don't want to be, uh, you know, drawn and quartered by a mob. Um, you know. Understandable. Um, 
I will say, speaking as your game master, you mm-hmm. certainly could. Yeah, I'm darting towards illusions, though. But I'm trying to, like, duck behind some, you know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid, um, if there's a mob mm-hmm. that generates, I'm trying to avoid them. All right, that sounds great. Uh, unfortunately, the first person to act in initiative is going to be ah. one of the paladins. Of course, you know, it's the, them's the way the dice go. The beauty of rolling openly is you know that, like, you know the difference between I'm screwing you over and when the, the whims of fate are screwing you over. But in this case, uh, the paladin draws blade and lets out a war cry as he charges forward blindly at Jericho only to see one Lathander in the way and take a swipe at Lathander instead, gripping his blade with both hands for maximum leverage. Just hanging here, leaning on the staff. Leaning <laughs> on the staff. I didn't do... There's no blasphemy here. Just chilling oh. out. All right. All right. And so as, uh, as Lathander sees his approach, Lathander, what do you do to dodge this attack? So I'm going to attempt to do a tumble roll out of the way because I am actually holding my staff, as mentioned before. I've got absolutely no idea how to actually do it in combat. So the first thing I need to do is ditch that. Do you use the staff or does the staff use you? That's a deep and philosophical question for a time when I've not got a sword coming at my head or neck. So (laughs) I'm going to try to tumble roll out of the way and I will... but. I will attempt to kind of leave. I want to try and trip him up, trip the, the uh, I want to trip protected Juliana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try and trip protected Juliana over while I'm rolling out of the way. So it's kind of like I'm putting this down, rolling over, uh-huh. and trying to do a little bit of a tangle the feet up. So so as the rest of the Hanatas watch, so the Zadis see this, the paladin is charging sword overhead, Gripped in both hands, swinging straight for Lathander's unprotected face. When Lathander drops the staff, the knight steps on it with his boot and tumbles forward. The tip of his sword goes straight into the dirt, and he runs groin first into the hilt of his own sword. He then staggers backwards, letting out a oh, tripping back over the staff and knocking over Protector Juliana. Oh. As all of you just are amazed at how unusually lucky Lathander seems to be. But with that, Adewale, you're up. Right next to you is... So Lathander is next to you. Uh, Nevitz is immediately behind you. And Jericho is to your left. Someone I can put a blade through. Oh, the uh, I mean, there's the, the paladin who just, just bonked himself in the, in the nuts is right in front of you. Uh, Although I would also rem- remind you of... Of Borag's clear <laughs> yes, instructions that. to not murder people. No killing. <laughs> so, neuter? What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, that sounds very unpleasant. Incision. No, uh, fine. I will smack him with the blunt end of the blade. Blunt side of the blade, not blunt end. There is no blunt end of a greatsword. Not with that attitude. <laughs> well, it depends on how many. Never mind. Anyways, moving on. I will. Step forward, and how is this guy sprawled out on, in front of me? Ah, uh, so he's on his back, spread eagle, both hands covering his groin. I'm going to stomp on his hands, just covering. Okay. Please do. Uh, that is a 12. A 12 is going to hit. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do I roll for damage? Like a D4 plus strength? D4 plus strength. Okay. All right, that is four total. One on okay. die plus three. Or no, five total. Sorry. All right, five total. four strength. Please, for the for the listeners at home, describe exactly what Ottawale does to this previously belligerent, now defenseless uh, paladin. Well, I don't know what's going on here, buddy. But you done messed up. And Ottawale, with his math, massive, just absolutely massive frame, just reels back. Lifting his dominant leg, crushes uh, his hands and his groin area with a massive stomp. All right, and so you did the. You see the man's, the, the man's legs both kick up into the air, reflexively as you stomp on him. You hear like a, and you can just briefly reflect that it's, it's probably for the best that he likely took a vow of chastity because uh, that's not going to be working anytime soon. <laughs> Mission complete. More, you hear the sound of something going on on the, the mm-hmm. tents over there. Uh, you're still obviously deep in in harnessing the the Everflow to to get your magic to determine what the nature of this dagger is. But not sure what you want to do vis-a-vis your ritual or stay input. Um, do any of the screams sound like my friends? So far, no. Okay, I'll just continue my ritual. Nah, I don't know the source of that unless I have to, so I'm going to keep ritually casting. Ritual cast away. Jericho, you are up if you want to defend yourself. Or run um, to the tent. I'm running away. I mean, I can't fight them, right? I'm not supposed to. So I'm running. Not, you're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to kill anybody. Uh, you can make a dash for the Tent of Illusions if you're so inclined. I don't think I want to fight somebody if they're going to try to kill me, and so I'm leaving. I'm going to the Tent of Illusions. I'm, if, if I need to, like, duck behind, um, like, other tents, you know, to get there, you know, I'm trying to, like, basically just divert attention from myself as much as possible. That makes um, all the sense in the world. Should I roll something for that, or, or do it, what's going on with that? Uh, just, it's uh, it's going to be a straight dash for this one. I'm dashing to the tent. Dash away, Jericho's, dash like, away. sprinting, like, her frills are, like, kind of, like, flowing in the wind. Her hair is, like, whipping around wildly. It's very well kempt, but not anymore. All right. Uh, good deal. And so as uh, as Jericho, as you run past, you see a a familiar woman with a purple hair and pinkish skin and fey-touched elven ears standing outside of the tent. And she is waving her hands in front of you, trying to communicate as you, you rush past into the tent itself. You see that uh, the, the familiar face of Chelsea, one of the, the Hanata's Blue Veil troop, Carnivalers mm. trying ineffectively to slow you down as you dash inside. Did I hear what she's saying? Or? Oh, so Chelsea is mute. She doesn't say anything. Oh. Here it goes. It's, it's, it's nice to have someone who understands. Sorry. Uh, now it goes to Nevitz. Nevitz doesn't know exactly what Luthander just did, but he's going to try to make the best of the situation. And he will try to do Mage Hand to unbuckle the belt of one mm. of the paladins, and he will slowly, well, I will, not slowly, but he will steadily start mm. walking away from where the group is in a different direction than Jericho to try to pull attention. Okay. So you mage hand, so you untie this guy's belt uh, with mage hand? And just start moving at a nice, fast walk in a different direction than Jericho, but walking right past the eye, side, uh, eye line of all of the, the knights. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, 
the other paladin reaches for his blade to go and, and unsheath it from his scabbard, and as he does, his pants fall off. Mm. And he stands there, briefly realizing that his uh, that his pantaloons are now pulled around his ankles, in the middle of all of the townsfolk of Nevermore talking at him, and he freezes in place, uh, red-faced, giving us Lathander. What would you like to do? I'm trying to remember, am I holding that uh, the dagger still? You give it to Moore for identification. Give it to, yeah, I wasn't sure if I'd given it to you already. Okay, excellent. So, all right. You can carry on working. We'll just take care of it. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Paladin down, Paladin pants fallen off, off, and we've got one, I presume, increasingly annoyed Paladin yet to move. This is all accurate. Nice. Static. Okay. And how far away am I from that Paladin? Uh, so you're about 10 feet from the Paladin who fell down from your staff and about another 10 feet from the, the, the female paladin who seems to be their leader. Uh, can I, in the interest... Um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going with, uh, with Nevitz's strategy. I, can I close the distance and, and see if I can unbuckle his belt as well? I, I'm a rogue. I'd normally go the pickpocket, but... Yeah, sure. Uh, do a sleight of hand check, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a three on the die. <laughs> For seven. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. <laughs> this is like when I tried to save the kid from the bear. It's going to be even more embarrassing. <laughs> so you uh, so you, you run over to, to straddle this poor fellow, uh, reaching for his belt to, to untie it. Uh <laughs> And instead, you manage to somehow get your fingers tangled in the belt itself, uh, <laughs> lifting him up halfway from the ground uh, as you try to, to yank the belt from him. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah. That's supposed to be a serious uh, campaign. And so as, uh, as that happens, the, you see the... <laughs> the female paladin uh, raising up her, her mace over her head lets out the, this... this cry that causes Spittle to fly from her lips as she calls out In the name of Wardane I strike at thee! As she charges at Lathander and she comes in mace held high swinging down with all of her might bringing it down directly on the skull of the man you just lifted off the ground. Let's go. I see. And he just goes as he slumps over clearly unconscious is knocked out. Uh, Adewale, what are you doing as you see this? Somehow Lathander screw up catastrophically, catastrophically and yet still <laughs> remain unscathed. Buddy, uh, Lathander, that's one way to do it. A paladin lady. But you're not supposed to hit your own people. It's very bad in fight um, with uh, things as they are. I suggest you put that mace down and um, I'm go home for the day. What do you say? Uh, let's see. Roll a persuasion check for me, Adewale. Shoot. Ooh, not bad. Where is it? 16 on the die, minus one charisma. Okay. You know, I mean, this, there are many types of charisma. Don't put yourself down for that, Adewale. So, as you call this out, you see that the the paladin who's been depanced uh, clearly sees the, the potential wisdom in letting discretion be the better part of valor today. Uh, 
So he, he starts to, to shuffle a little bit backwards like he wants to disengage from the fight. But the, the female paladin seems to have that special look on her face of the, the kind when you cut off some lady's shopping cart in the grocery store who has a lot of things go wrong in her life and you just happen to be in the way that day. Uh, and she seems undeterred from wanting to bash in Lathander's head. Well, I tried peaceful. Well, I can't do anything. I can't do anything anymore, correct? Correct, Correct. yeah. And more still, here's all of this chaos going on, continuing to concentrate on the mysteries of the Everflow and identifying what this dagger might mean. Giving us Jericho running into the Tent of Illusions. So my friend who's trying to, like, uh, flag me down, can flag I, down. Like, pull her in? Yes, you sure can. Uh, okay. So you grab Chelsea by the upper arm and pull her into the tent as she frantically uh, does the universal signal for, oh no, waving her hands wildly. And as you you step into the tent, you feel this twist in your stomach like something's gone wrong. Uh, so inside the tent, you see that it looks like what's normally this uh, this very beautiful and ornate magic show that the Hanatas do to, to wow the locals with their familiarity of magic looks instead to be this bizarre psychedelic trip world where the, the magic illusions all seem to be bleeding together somehow. So, question, would Jericho, like, work in the Tent of Illusions? Because, like, she is an illusion, you know? Like, that's her thing. Oh, yes, certainly. So, um... Last left. What, what kind of the, what? What are these like? Is it just like swirling colors? What am I looking at exactly? Yeah. So oh, first of all, can you see the art on the the thing? Oh, okay. Let me. Okay. Oh yeah. Just that's wild. That's um. Okay. It's like that I'm early tripping. era Disney when they were doing a lot of drugs. Like things yeah, just flowed I, together I, for no reason. I was there's say, like large mushrooms going on. Too? Weirdness. Huge oh. mushrooms. Huge mushrooms like swaying back and forth, bopping to the sound of music that you can't hear. For the people who can't see it, uh, Gooey Cube took Fantasia and made it trippier and better. Also weird. Uh, there's some polyps that just seem to be popping up out of the ground, swaying back and forth. Uh, give me a, uh, give me two checks, please, Jericho. An Arcana check to identify, see if you can, can identify what potentially might be going on, and a Perception check to see if you also see something going on. Is, uh, do I get any kind of bonus for, like, the fact that I work in this tent, or? Uh, yeah, you'd have advantage on the Arcana check. I think so. Okay. You need to roll, roll two dice, here. take the better one. Okay, what do we got? Um, that's, uh... Okay, that's, uh, that... Well, no, that's that's a one, so we're going with a 15. 15? Okay. Uh, so it, it definitely looks like someone or something has sabotaged the illusion. There's something in the tent that is distorting all of the usual happy, whimsical magics and making it look incredibly weird. So so basically this is some kind of outside power that's not... Is it somebody who's normally in the tent, or...? So you know that typically in the tent itself, there is a handler for most of the things going on. There is a man called Old Strem, uh, the, the, the fey-touched magic user. is like one of the grandfathers of the troop. 
And normally he's the guy who takes care of this stuff to make sure it all runs happily and that you know, no, none of the locals get too worked up. But he is strangely absent. Old Strem taught me everything I know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a little disconcerted Strem isn't here. I'm disconcerted what's going on. Can I detect like anything about where the magic's coming from? I, I turn to Chelsea and like, you know, beside my head there appears the burning, like a light purple tech. What's going on? Chelsea frantically uh, signs to you, Strem is missing. Something went in the tent. We don't know what it is. We've been trying to keep people out. And that's about when you realize that the tent flap behind you is not there anymore. And so we go to Nevitz. Damn. I don't know. I don't know what Nevitz is going to Stephen had a plan before the last five minutes of exposition just happened. Um, Nevitz doubling down on what he saw at a walleye attempt. He's fast walking away and he just stops and he turns on his heel. And he looks to the crowd, knowing that they are very fickle, but also very pliable. And he looks at the woman in charge of the other paladins. Madam, I have tried to walk away from this, but you have come in here, violently attacked your own person just because he looked like a fool, while this man is flagrantly showing himself to the entire crowd. You need to leave immediately. You are not representing the ideals that you have espoused if this is how you portray your god. And I would like to do, if possible, a performance check to get the crowd not so much for the Hanatas as against these. That's <laughs> you know, a, I you know I think I'm that's saying. a fine idea, Stephen. Uh, okay. Roll performance for Nevitz. It's one of his betters. Oof, a nine on the die for a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. And so he's, as you call this out, you see that you've definitely attracted the crowd, and this this. Mix of, of locals are you know, first of all, gawking at this man who's you know, exposed himself uh, to the crowd, and then gawking at the the slumped over man who is tangled up with Lathander. And nobody really likes the clergy, especially paladins. And so uh, there, there's some 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 boos coming out from the crowd. Boo boo! And and somebody throws a half-eaten turkey leg that bounces off of her armor. Well, so, and so, so seeing the crowd turn turn hostile, the guy whose pants are down uh, drops his sword to go pull his pants back up and sort of awkwardly squats down a little bit to also pick up his sword. It takes one look at the the leader of the paladins, give a little like shrug, and then begin to, to bolt off to the north towards the direction of the town. Bring us back to Lathander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still recovering from the last time. Okay, so I'm going to um, I'm going to attempt I'm going to attempt to um, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I, I've never tried to remove a paladin's pants in the middle of battle. I'm genuinely lost. Okay, attempt to reinforce Nevitt's performance, which was outstanding. I hasten to add. Um, so. I'm going to shout, won't somebody th- think of the children? <laughs> what about poor Smedley? <laughs> They're just here to have some fun. This debauchery has to stop. Leave. And I'll uh, I'll point in the direction that the other bloke ran. All right. Uh, give me a performance check as well. And on the die, 12. Okay. Uh, and so you... 
uh, you know, the, the, the crowd, you know, they, they were all hyped up for, for Nevitz's performance, <laughs> and they seem less enthused for Lathander's <laughs> performance as he's sort of wrestling with this unconscious man he's tangled up in. And it just as it seems like the crowd is about to, to, to perhaps turn in their affections, you hear a, uh, a familiar voice call out from the crowd, Yeah, listen to him. He's a hero. Besides, <laughs> that guy over there, I just saw his baloney pony. That's not right. <laughs> so roll again with advantage. Sorry, you want me to roll again with advantage? Right, r- r- roll once more to represent Smedley giving you advantage. Thank you. Okay. That's an eight for ten. Eight for ten. <laughs> uh, so, the, so the crowd just, just watches as this, this little freckle-faced rapscallion shouts out in your, in your, in your defense, just seeming more confused than anything else at the moment. <laughs> and Only my man. Smedley's trying. Smedley's trying is his darndest to help you out. Uh, as, a, as a break for our listening audience, um, what Smedley gave our company was a much easier title to come up with for episode number 11. Sometimes I struggle with this, but there is no doubt in my mind that episode 11 is going to be the baloney. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Valid. <laughs> and so the, uh, this, you see that the, the woman's face is all contorted in this, this rictus of, of humiliation and fury as she points her hand out towards Luthander. See flames flickering on her fingertips as she cries out, In the name of Wardane, I smite thee! She casts sacred flame. So, Lathander, you are have to roll a dex save at a difficulty of 13. Oh, no, no, no. Nate, you forgot I'm lucky, so it just misses. <laughs> well, let's see how lucky <sighs> you are. All right. Yeah, I'm rolling great so far. Yeah, your, your, your rolls have been phenomenal. After 20. <laughs> yeah! Is <laughs> that luck. And so, as a... Uh, so as she cl- cries out, see that the, this bolt of pure light and, and fire shoot out from her fingertips, reflect off of the armor of the man you're tangled up with, and bounce back in her face, <laughs> Take, taking off her eyebrows and, 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 and leaving her look like she has the, the worst sunburn you've ever seen. And, uh, and, and with that, now with the, with the crowd going on, <laughs> and, and and Smedley going to you cheering him. Yeah, this is awesome. I love the carnival. The 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 paladin decides at last uh, that that uh, her moment has passed, and and hastily beats off a retreat to, to go back link back up with the one who's already fled. So leaving the Lathander, Adewale, and Nevitz there, victorious among an, uh, the the adulation of the crowd, with more and. Jericho still absent. So, more. What do you do as you finish up your ritual cast? So, I've been ritual casting detect magic on this dagger, missing this show. But do I detect any magic on this dagger? So, as a matter of fact, uh, as you channel the Everflow through yourself into the dagger, you do in fact detect that this dagger has been enchanted with divination magic. Gross. Okay. <laughs> Knowing that this is a divine dagger, I scoff and I'm going to um, go find the others to give them the bad news. 
<laughs> enough. So, so you can see the crowd gathering, and in, in the center of it, of course, uh, three familiar faces, with, again, Jericho still strangely absent. Um, hey, guys. Oh, hello you know, there. Well, uh, this dagger is um, divine. It's so magical. Congrats. And I hand the dagger over to Lathander. Throwing out a guess. Uh, when you sense the the divine sense in this dagger, was it tied to Jinx or any other gods associated with luck and fortune? Um, it's kind of a random question, but... Well, we have to catch up. Hmm. Well, my spell doesn't quite go into those type of specifics. I can just tell you it's a fine magical dagger, so any specifics will need something a little bit stronger. Why is there a crowd? Uh, a lot happened. Dare I say divine intervention. I think we should go right now. We need yeah. to catch up with... The- oh, okay. Nevitz <laughs> will rapidly start walking in the direction he saw Jericho going. I don't know if Jericho go into the Tent of Illusions... Yeah, that's where I work. Probably. I mean, I'm not. What do you think, Jim? You reckon? I think that's that's a reasonable assumption to make. Let's use a little deductive reasoning. Mm. Actually, uh, you know what? You've you've piqued my interest. Let's have old. Uh, let's check Nevitz's deductive reasoning. Roll an investigation check to see if you can put two and two together there. Hey, that's. Uh, I'm gonna get a plus one of this. This is not my best. Better than a minus one. Lucky seven on the die. So, uh, so. As you come out there, you, you see that there appears to be no one at all by the illusion tent. Everything's strangely quiet, but uh, the absence of both customers and staff. As inside the tent, uh, Jericho sees the room sort of undulate around, almost like it's alive, with the mushrooms swaying back and forth. The pupils are just dilating. Chelsea grabs hold of her forearm for support. You know, I, you know, I, I take her on my arm, I'm like... You know, I pat her hand. Uh, I look around the room. Uh, can I detect where this, like, power is coming from? It's just like there's swarming color all around me. Is sort of a spell I could cast? I don't... Depends what spells you still have. I've already I've already tried to, like, do, like, an arcana check, right? To try to figure out what it was, and you said it was a 15, right? Yeah, so you know that there's something is just twisting the illusion magic inside mm-hmm. the tent. You can't quite figure out what it is, though. I don't know. So, like, I don't really have anything. Like, I I have Thunder Wave, but I don't know if that's going to... I uh, mean, that would be a solution. Yeah, like, like this little text is appearing behind, beside my, like, my, like, worried face as I'm looking at, at uh, Chelsea here. Strem might hate me for this, but uh, I think we're going to have to build a new tent. And I'm going to just Thunder Wave. <laughs> like, try to knock the whole tent down. Just, I don't know where we are, but there's got to be walls somewhere. You know. Uh, so as you as you cast the thunder wave, you feel this whoosh of power rushing over you. You blast out magic in front. But rather than punching away through to the tent, you see the mushrooms pop and reform into swarms of floating colorful fish that all turn to you, opening razor sharp maws and begin swimming through the air towards you. Meanwhile, what's uh, what's the rest of the crew doing? Well, if if I've if I've extricated myself from the operation, uh, I think we'd all be looking. Bro, first give me a um, give me an acrobatics check to see if you can you pull yourself out from or untangle yourself from this guy. 
15. 11. So with uh, you know, with one last twist of effort, you managed to yank your, your hands free from the paladin, who's now unconscious, that you had escaped from. He falls backwards and lands with a woomph into the, the dirt in front of you. And as he does, the, the leather pouch on his belt pops free and lands in your open palm. Cool. Let's go. I'll just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where that came from. I, I'll keep it safe. Very noble of you. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't want a nefarious thief to get their hands on it. So. <laughs> it's now a good time to ask why Luthander was tangled up in the pants of a paladin, or we're going to unpack that later. I, 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 I um, to, to, to cut to the chase, a halo appeared above Jericho's head, and then hell on earth broke broke out. Oh, great. And I'll just, and I'll say, remember the bear and Smedley? Yeah, it went that well again. I castrated someone. Okay, I'm done <laughs> with today, so let's find Jericho and just get through the rest of the day without any more weird stuff, okay? Yes, let's let's make our way to tent. We'll just solve, we'll get Jericho, we'll go solve some very basic uh, admin issues, find some candles, and uh, get yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yes, okay. please. All right, and so the so the four remaining Zotties enter the tent uh, together? Question mark? Yes. Your statement? Yes. Okay, perfect. Of course. Uh, so, so you, yes, You enter the and? tent even though it's strangely absent <laughs> that you know, there's the normal tent handlers, you know, Chelsea and Oldstrom, don't seem to be present, and Jericho, of course, is not with you. I, I know like we may or may not see Oldstrom or other folks outside, but it's abundantly clear that there's a dearth of uh, carnival growers outside. Yeah, normally this is one of the most popular attractions of the Carnival, and there's nobody there today. Can I just say I really, really wanted to try stabbing the dirt again? Okay, yeah, uh, do me a favor and roll a d20. Last time was natural 20. (laughs) Oh my gosh. As an experiment, Lathander goes and stabs the dagger into the dirt, and the dagger sinks deep into as far as what you can tell uh, is just loose-packed earth that's been stepped over uh, by several people over the course of the days. Nothing unusual to see there at all. However, uh, when you pull the the dagger free from the dirt, you see that somehow you managed to impale a small... You managed to get the, the blade directly through the loop of a small ring that you see here. Just give you a, a plain brass band that was once polished with a little a little gem ruby on the side of it. Okay, so we've got a ring. You just okay. got lucky. Nevitz looks at Luthander and says, Now's not the time, but when we cut the string on that package, you're holding that dagger. And I'll nod if you still got the detect magic. Up to ten minutes, yeah. So is it is it in the range? Oh, yeah. So you are totally fine there. You, it hasn't been ten okay. minutes. I'll just hand you the ring and say, here's something else. So you would definitely tell that this has, that this ring itself has some sort of strange mixture of evocation and abjuration magic that's sorcelled into it. This is an odd one. There's a lot of of magic. Meanwhile, we have Jericho with the flying uh, multicolored piranhas dive bombing your face. What do you do with, uh, with yourself and Chelsea? Well, um, other than sweat profusely and duck, um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to 
duck down and is are there like mushrooms we can kind of like get some cover next to or mushrooms you just knocked down with thunder wave true um they just turned into fish uh i guess i'm gonna uh just uh duck down and are they making any weird noises they're silent well i'm gonna make like sort of an image of a of a fish but it's gonna be like a caricature of a dead fish and I'm gonna like point at the dead fish and then like glare at them and then push like Chelsea behind me and uh, just sort of like I'm trying to vicious mockery this swarm of fish. Is I guess it's one fish. It's many fish. Is it one fish, two fish, red oh, fish, blue fish? Well, well, I'm gonna <laughs> do it to some somebody. I'm gonna try to hit this swarm of fish with a mock away. I I, a mock. I welcome your mockery. Okay, I think I think it's a. 14, I want to say, for the save for them, for the fishies. Yes. And as a matter of fact, the moment that you conjure the death, a threatening dead fish, a whole swarm of fish, mid-flight, turns belly up, floats about a foot in the air, and then pops into bright multicolored bubble. Chelsea has left little fingerprint indentations in your arm and just hyperventilating. What, is there any sort of pathway or anything around me I see? or where? Or where? There is. There's a, a glowing, winding path that looks like it's leading into the maw of something stretching out before you. All right. Well, I'll pat Chelsea on the hand, and, and I'm just like, well, uh... The other four Zotties just enter the tent, and the moment that you walk in the tent, you can also tell that, that something is wrong. Uh, because you when you open, you find yourself in a forest, except not a normal forest. This particular forest is a weird maze of bright fluorescent blue trees all around, with little wispy balls of multicolored light dancing among the, the all the trunks, and the shadows seem like impossibly deep in this forest. And running through the middle of it is a purple creek with a little stone path over it. Uh, and sitting or standing on the center of the path, right in the, the top of this little bridge that crosses the creek, is a tiny man with pointy shoes, a red vest, and a blue wizard hat, and a big bristly mustache and neon green eyebrow. And he dances back and forth in the center of this little footbridge over the creek, uh, looking at you with wide, manic eyes, singing very loudly the following song. I missed the third line of that. Can we get that copied and paste it into the chat? Don't worry, he's going to repeat it endlessly as he looks at you with with wide-eyed mania, but yes... (laughs) Yes, uh, lacking the ability to rely on Jericho, Nevitz thanks his luck and just copies that down. This isn't common, right? Yeah, is there any way to do uh, some kind of a check to see if we can either understand it as a language? Yeah, see if you can give me religion check. Uh, Is it in any way related to West uh, Verdestia? Not that you can tell. Oh, before you roll that? Then I do not have it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand on your shoulder and be like, uh, do you know what this guy is talking about? And give you cast guidance on you. I'm trying to think about all the texts he's read. A three on the die with plus one. <laughs> is guidance one d four? One d four. A one on the d four. That's Ooh. a five. You can feel your your brow start to bead with sweat as you concentrate on making sense of what this man could possibly be communicating. But all he seems to say, ad nauseum, Cumble funder, Mr. Bees, fender fonder, fleeble fool, oversee the sun that is on the fruit of bastards. Hey, Luthander, why don't you go stab him? Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll know what he's saying. How about, how about I keep my hand on the dagger just in case? If you want someone stabbed, I'll cut him in half. Well, I don't mean to kill, I mean to decipher what he's saying, but thank you. Oh, I will try. What are you trying to do exactly? Uh, well, as Adewale traveled the lands, he studied the religions as he went across. Moy proficient in religion. He would like to try to decipher this. You know what? By all means, let's, let's see what you get. We're all rooting for you. 21? Uh, so, Adewale, you've been most places people in West Berdestia haven't. And even though you're not proficient in all languages, you've been around enough languages to know that this is nonsense. He's not saying anything. These words are all made up. Meanwhile, Jericho, as you lead Chelsea down the path, it suddenly widens out into a this, this large forest denuded of trees with purple mist going through all of the roots in the path in front of you. And you notice that the trees seem unusually hostile, almost like they have gigantic screaming faces carved into the bark. Like so. You see the picture there. It's kind of reminding me of like Wizard of Oz kind of vibes. Um, so like, are they, they're not like lurching in towards us. Can we just kind of walk past them or? I'll play your game. Can you just walk past them? <laughs> I think we're just going to kind of um, like, like I'm just going to kind of wave at the scary trees and just kind of walk in between them as I continue to follow this path deeper into this wood. As you wave past, it looks like, as far as you can tell, even though the branches sway back and forth and sometimes lean forward, curling into claw-like hands, none of them actually touch you. You start to realize that someone has simply turned your tent of illusions, it would seem, into a bizarre type of haunted house. Oh, I see. The, The fish didn't hurt us either. This place means us any harm. Famous last words. Is she able to sign at all? Like, does she? Does oh, she, she can sign help? proficiently. Okay, I mean, I guess I could, could. Do I know sign language? I suppose before I learned illusions, maybe I would. I would know that, right? Certainly, yeah. I mean, it seems the reason that the two mute people in the camp and be able to communicate effectively with one another. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so she she signs back to like, yeah, these are supposed to be nice illusions, but someone seems to have made them all scary. But so far, Shrug's like, no harm to us. You know, uh, what is Adewale doing with the revelation of the, the little nonsense gnome? Hey, um, well, he'll turn back to his friends, who are much smaller than he is. I have deciphered that he is not saying anything of importance. He's actually not saying anything. Like, they're not real words of any language. Is he 
unwell. Can I step closer to this gnome and, like, perform, I don't know, like, maybe a medicine check to see if, like, first of all, is he real? Is this an illusion? Or is he just someone who's been trapped here and he's going crazy? I'll play your game more. Is he real? <laughs> um, I'll step up and take my um, staff and kind of, like, poke him with it. As uh, poke him with the staff, you see the staff go straight through little gnome's chest and out ah. the back of his side. No no blood, no resistance in the slightest. Mid-song, you know, Humblefin, Mr. B's fun to friend, and he's like, you know, like all slow down, like, as he looks at you with a little head tilt, he turns both of his hands towards you and raises both of his middle fingers at you. Oh, I raise them back. He says... <laughs> Odal says you can go such as he explodes into glitter. Ah. Odal? Ah. Yeah, who's Odal? Once okay. again, do you know an Odal? Oh, do we know an Odal? Don't. Darn. Okay. Well, all right. If I meet this Odal, it's on sight. I just want that to be clear, okay? Is there a, a way beyond this? Is, the, is there, you said there was a path over the river? Yep, there's a little footbridge that goes over the creek. Assuming this is some kind of an illusion, not to return to our underground escapades, but it does appear the only way out would be through. Oh, we, I knew you were going to say that. Is, is the exit gone for us as well, Nate? Yep, there's no exit behind you. Never it might will still love. be there. Yeah. Did, okay. I mean, we, well, I'm wondering whether we can trash the outside. Of the- I mean, obviously, Lathander wouldn't know this, but it worked great for Jericho. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can try. But if there's no exit, uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess just this seems like an illusion where you have to play by the rules. So Nevitz will take lead and start going across the path over the river into the... As Nevitz crosses over the, the creek, the paths winds sharply and you can see ahead of you two distinct things. The farther thing, just past your immediate line of sight, two familiar figures, one of them being Jericho, the other one being Chelsea, the handler for the Tent of Illusions. But the nearer figure, nestled among this strange path that's jutted with yellow and blue crystals, is this huge, squat, psychedelically colored toad. The toad looks at you with its baleful yellow eyes, unblinking, and just stares at Nevitz. Well, kind of looks like you, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't know if these things can harm us, but this one seems particularly interested. Can I see them now, or are we all together? So on the so Jericho, on the very edge of the forest, just barely, you can see that the flicker of, like, it almost looks like the horizon is shimmering like a mirage, mm-hmm. and you can see just the, the vague outlines of your companions approaching. Well, I'll grab Chelsea's hand and start sprinting towards them, just anime running, just like... Describe an anime run. Yeah. Well, so, like, I got my, like, you know, I got her hand with one hand, I got, like, my other um, hand, like, all, like held up close to my, like, chest, and I'm like, ah, like, you know, just, just is this like, swaying. run? Is that how the kids say it today? Is um, that the under- no, Brudo this, thing? Is, this no? is more like, uh... The damsel in distress run. This is more of the damsel in distress. We're both damsels in distress, and we're... I know a lot about anime, by the way, as you can tell. Let's... We're, uh... 
we're running in the most feminine way possible. So as as you you run daintily, uh, Nevitz, it becomes apparent that for whatever reason, the layer of the illusions that as, as Chelsea and Jericho are running towards you, they don't seem to see this toad blocking your path. So they are on the other side of the toad. Correct. Nevitz, I think he knows that we're in some kind of an illusion since this is a tent, but he doesn't know how it works. And he will just yell out to Jericho and to Chelsea, Beware of the giant toad! Oh. Uh, Jericho, your response? Uh, what toad? Um, I mean, well, toad? I say it back in his voice, but like, inquisitively, you know? <laughs> like, Jericho, as you call out question, all of a sudden it's like someone had grabbed a huge sheet of butcher paper that had been in front of you and tears it away to reveal this strange rock-hewn path with glowing crystals and a huge toad the size of a horse between you and the rest of your friends. Toad? Okay. It is a toad. Total? Totally. Totalicious. <laughs> <laughs> if no one's moving, um, my staff easily went in through that gnome. So I want to try something, and it might be dumb, but I'm just going to... I see Jericho running in the distance towards us and then stopping as she sees the giant toad. And so I'm going to just be like, oh, and just walk, try to walk through the toad to break the illusion. Okay. And so more as you, your, your dejected sigh, you walk forward. There's this unblinking, immobile, enormous toad the size of a boulder. I glare at it. Glare, and as you, as you go to walk through it, you bounce off its rubbery hide. Oh, what? And the toad opens its huge fanged maw and leaps to attack. Right. Great. That's where we'll call it today. Oh. We, why do we not have Luthander at the front of our movement for You're all right. things forever? You're right. Hey, I mean, I need a break. I've been on a date today. Yeah, but more, Which no visions really today. Yay! <laughs> no visions. No I need visions. violence. You can't. So when you say today, but like we're on the same. These the kids same are on the same day. day. It's been like 10 minutes. Oh, the kids have been <laughs> on the same day. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that goes that same. I saying. just want a long mm. rest. That's all I want in life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent, a D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's Darkest Dream Adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also, a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. As ever, please like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. And... 